ready. If you have your Bibles, I think this would be very, very good tonight. I know this is a different setting and we're doing things uh, differently because we have to. This is outside of what is normal and we cannot do what we've always done. But I think it would be good if you have your Bibles to turn together to Luke chapter 24 and verse number 44 that as we gather together tonight that we would actually open up the word and look at it. I'll be reading from a number of passages in uh, the Psalms. All right. If you are at home and you are... <laughs> You are sitting there without your Bible. Go grab one real quick or open something up on your device that has a Bible in it, a scripture. And let's look at the word of God tonight. Luke chapter 24 and verse number 44. We're trying to use a lapel mic and it's not working. Uh, so I will try to be mindful tonight to make sure that the microphone is right next to my mouth for consistency and I'll do my due diligence there I miss all of you I wish you were here I wish everybody was here I look out in this congregation and I know where some of you sit and I'm expecting there to be a great service and celebration when we're able to come back to the house of God but that time is not yet, so let's make an opportunity wherever we are to say, God, I want the anointing of God, the hand of God, the ability of God to be right here. I want it to be right in my home. I want it to be right here in my home right now. I want your presence to reach out and touch and impact me. I am very, very thankful for the musicians and the singers who are doing their very, very best to bring you something into your home that you can worship to and magnify God and praise God. I'm just taking just a moment here to try to get settled. We started off with a great start, the first service, the last service that we had on Tuesday night. We had a few difficulties. We try to work that out. And so here tonight, we are doing the same. And But I wanna, I wanna tell you this, I want you to know this. I have felt the anointing of God here tonight in this place, and I believe that God is a God that is not confined to a building or any particular space, but he's a God that can be felt wherever you are. Amen. And so I feel his anointing, I feel his touch, and I believe tonight I have a word from the Lord that is specific to this particular time frame. Right now, where we are and what we face, we're not putting our hope in things uh, that are going to fail or they're going to falter but we're putting our hope in the word of God. I can think of nothing better to do than to open up the scripture and say, we live in interesting times. And in those times, what is going to be my foundation? That should be the same no matter what times we're in, whether they're good times or they're bad times, our life should be built on the foundation of the word of God. And so having said that, I want us to turn to Luke chapter 24 and verse number 44. This is Jesus speaking to the disciples. This is Jesus uh, as he returns in a resurrected body. 
and he gathers himself to them and he speaks to them and he said unto them verse 44 of luke chapter 24 these are the words which i spake unto you while i was yet with you that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of moses and in the prophets and in the psalms concerning me then he opened he their understanding then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures jesus in saying that he collectively identifies the old testament scriptures moses the prophets and the psalms concerning me they are identifying him and he is explaining that to the disciples he opens their understanding that they might understand the scriptures tonight for a few moments i want to preach on this subject sing a new song sing a new song let's pray together lord i thank you and praise you and know that you're a god that brings peace and strength and anointing i know that you're a god that brings comfort <clears throat> in times like these i pray that you would extend that power and that ability to everybody that hears my voice no matter where they are i pray that there is a comfort and an anointing that establishes them we thank you for your word and we ask that you would go with us tonight in jesus name we pray and everyone said amen amen god bless you sing a new song my thoughts tonight are come going to come primarily from the book of psalms there is a uniqueness to the psalms the songs i'll refer to them as songs because the psalms are songs and the songs we know are from human writers they are not all written by David. David is said to have written over half of them. Moses is said to have written Song 90, Solomon Song 72 and 127. The sons of Asaph and Korah make up a large portion of the songs. They are commonly attributed to the song psalmist David. And so typically when people talk about the Psalms, they insert David into that. But the Psalms were written by human writers and quite a number of them. They wrote, they sing, they pray, and in those same Psalms, they lament. They are doing all of these things to God. And then this is what makes the songs unique is that God receives them and he sanctions them and he puts his anointing and his authority he identifies with what people send up and then he sends it back down to become the scripture the holy scripture of god what is written for us the same songs that we read that jesus spoke to his disciples the reason why the songs are so very very important to us as the people of god people of faith is because they reveal the emotion of humanity more than any other book you can find in the book of songs 
individuals who are going through a lot of things and circumstances. And so their emotions come out in those songs. There are joys that are described. Sorrow, success, failure, hope, regrets. And they describe a certain movement of life. Not everything is static. Not everything is stable. Not everything is perfect. Not everything is in order. But these people writing these songs are describing a movement in life in which there are times where you feel like everything is going like it should go. And there are other times when it feels like the world has been turned upside down. They write, they describe these emotions, and they have a form. It's a hymn or it's a song. It's something that describes. It's something that declares. And they are songs of thanksgiving. They have a function in the life of the people. Many people go to the songs to find prayer language because there's so much that is interwoven in those psalms. And so they have a function, a moment in time capturing a feeling or a way of life. Someone is pinning something down and they're writing something that at that moment and at that time, something is connected. There's emotion that is connected to that particular song. We love to live and we love to maintain some kind of equilibrium. We like to be at home. We like things to be in order and we will do our very best to struggle and make sure that that is the case, that everything works together, that there is harmony, that there is unity. And, and we are at a, a place that we would call at home. We like our regular things that we put our routines. We like all of that. And so when things happen and we lose that, and we find ourselves in moments of upheaval, uh, we will try our very best to fight for that equilibrium and for that balance. We'll struggle for it, we'll fight for it, we'll resist losing it, and we will regularly deny its loss when it is gone. I want to tell you here tonight that in a moment that we are in right now, it's very difficult to deny that we have lost something. We are not in the house, the gathering place together. We have lost something, but I'm so very, very thankful that the God that we serve is not bound by our circumstances. So whether you're here or whether you're there, we're still serving the same God. And he's the same God that we should give our praise and adoration to. And somebody said, amen. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. We love to live and maintain in that world. And so I would describe this kind of song, my first point here tonight in describing these songs, these emotions, and all the, the functionality of these songs. I want to call this first stage of life in which everything is in order, I want to call it songs on replay. These are the songs that we replay. There's no real tension to resolve. There are things that we like to replay because it gives us a feeling of order. It gives us a goodness. There is no tension 
to resolve. There's an absence of attention. There's a sense of orderliness. There's a sense of goodness. There's a right reliability to life. Everything is going like it is supposed to go. These kind of songs, these songs on replay, if you will, are Psalm 145. I will extol thee, my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day I will bless thee and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and thy wondrous works. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He's slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all and his tender mercies are over all his works. All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee. These are songs on replay. These are times in which God is gracious and God is good and everything is going the way that it is supposed to go and it's supposed to operate. It's a song on replay. These kind of psalms of thanksgiving affirms God's providential care and his prosperity. Listen to the song of Psalm 127. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late and to eat the bread of sorrows or to eat the bread of painful labors. So he, God, giveth his beloved sleep. He gives to his beloved even in his sleep. God's going to prosper even when you're sleeping. These are moments of good times and, and prosperity. Lo, children are in heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Verse 4, as the arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are the children of thy youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver, quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. These are great times. These are songs on replay. Psalm 128, blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord and walketh in his ways. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. Happy shall you be, and it shall be well with thee. These are songs on replay. I've got to tell you here tonight, I want to be very, very honest. I like those songs on replay because I like those feelings and those songs that make me happy. I like that. I like to be blessed. I like to prosper. I love the favor of God on my life. I, I love things to be in order. I don't want to be uncomfortable. I like those times and those songs on replay. There is no anticipation in this kind of song. There's no kind of change and things are well grounded and there's no anticipation that they will change. They're just always going to be the same. This is the way that it is always going to be. It's all good. And it describes the feeling of being all good. It's like singing the same song over and over because why would we need to sing anything different? God is good to us. This is the description description of first Samuel chapter eight and verse seven, when the women are singing and they're worshiping to one another. And they said, Saul has slain his thousands and David, his 10,000s. Why are they singing? Because things are now in order. 
over. The giant has been vanquished. The giant has been defeated. There is no obstacle anymore. And so this is something we would love to replay over and over. It's songs on replay. However, the human experience includes very dangerous and difficult times when the sky seems to fall and it seems like the world comes to an abrupt end and the old world that we were so accustomed to has now collapsed around us and now we're facing a new world this is a different world where people are driven to the extremities of their emotions where we desire to get back what was normal i want to get back to that place i'm sorry to inform you here tonight we will never get back to the songs on replay that we once were accustomed to because the whole world has changed and it's transitioned into something different. I, I want to let the, the secret out of the bag. God's going to work through all of that. And he's going to give us a rebirth of some things. But we'll never go back to that day when we thought everything was fine and everything was good. No. And all of a sudden something hits our world that causes us to recognize we live in a fallen world. We live in a fragile world. And things won't go back the same. Because we've been moved out of songs on replay into something else entirely. This is a new world. This is and should cause great introspection in our life. There's some things that when you only press replay, sometimes you can take some things for granted can't tell you how many conversations I've had of people that said, oh, I'll never view church gathering the same way because when it's not there anymore, things change. It's so easy just to press the replay button and, and to feel good and everything is perfect and in order. But all of a sudden, when it's not there, we transition into something different. This should cause us to reflect in our own heart and life. God, I want you to direct me back to things that really, really matter. I want my priorities to be right. I want my heart to be right. I want to dig deep spiritually into some things. Praise God. In moments like these, don't let temptations drive you away and pull you away. God may be working on each and every one of us to grow deeper and to develop and, and grow stronger through our struggle and our difficulties. And so there are times in life where we move off of the replay songs into something completely different. And instead of our lives being very neatly and orderly, and oriented, all of a sudden, there is a displacement that comes. And that should cause us to stand like the prophet Isaiah when he said, Woe is me, for I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts, through everything that we do, God. I want you to receive the glory, and I want to focus upon you. We resist and we deny. We would rather go back to what once was. This is a world full of displacement. And I might just interject here that when the old world collapses and things fall apart around us, I'd rather be in the middle of what God's doing 
and God's anointing than to be on the outside of his favor. I'm thankful for a name that is above every name applied to my life. For he is wonderful. He is counselor. He is the mighty God. He is the everlasting father. He is the prince of peace. And that government shall be upon his shoulders. I want to be connected to him in moments like we go through of difficulties. And so instead of songs on replay, we move into what I would call mood songs. We're into mood songs. This is the world when David would describe as one of the primary songwriters. These would be songs about King Saul hunting him down like a dog, going from cave to cave, where his failures and his sin seems to bury him in a pit that he can't get out of. When his very sons turn on him, and then themselves die. These are the kind of mood songs that come out of the emotion of the songwriters. Psalm 42 and verse number four, when I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. For I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with a voice of joy and praise with a multitude that kept holy day. I remember going to the house of God. I remember walking. I remember these things. I, I, my soul is poured out before me when I remember these things. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Oh, my God, my soul is cast down within me. These are mood songs. These are not necessarily songs that you put on replay. These are songs that you have to be in the mood to put up with. You have to be in the mood to accept them and to receive them because they are describing very, very difficult circumstances in the writer's life. I remember an old period of equilibrium. I remember an old time of order and, and I'm displaced now. I'm in a pit and I'm attacked by my enemy. I feel like I'm in the grave and I feel like the waters are over my head and I feel like I am in the depths. Sometimes you have to go through struggles and difficulties to understand how good God is and to understand what you once had when you had the songs on replay. I want to take just a moment right here and say, God, I want to thank you for every blessing. I want to magnify you for every victory. I want you to, to know in the midst of where I am right now in my circumstance and all the feelings of being uncomfortable, I want you to know that everything that you did for me in the past, if I ever missed anything, if I ever overlooked something, I want you to know that I'm thankful. I'm thankful. Praise God, I'm thankful for, I'm thankful for every, every step that you walked with me. I'm thankful for every victory that you've accomplished in my life. And I recognize that there's some things I can't go back to. That's an old order. And I moved into another position. But I just want you to know that, God, I'm, I'm appreciative of every good thing that you have placed in my life. This type of mood song is theologically called a lament and its function is to unleash, 
a wide range of emotions. And this is what makes the song so powerful. God never intended to back us into a corner in which we could not express our feelings and our emotions. This is why the songs are so powerful, because they're inspired. And there's people saying some very pointed things at God. Frustrations, accusations even. Psalm 88, the psalmist said, O Lord, God of my salvation, I have cried day and night before thee. Let my prayer come before thee, incline my ear unto thy cry. For my soul is full of troubles, and my life draweth nigh unto the grave. I am counted with them that go down in the pit. I'm a man that has no strength. I'm like free among the dead, like the slain that lie in the grave and are cut off from your hand. You, you, it's an accusation. You have laid me in the lowest pit in darkness in the deeps and your wrath lies hard upon me and you have afflicted me with all of your waves. These are mood songs. The accusations fly. The animal is unloosed in the, the life of humanity. It's one of the most difficult psalms to ever read is Psalm 137, verse number 7. As emotion spills out, and the writer says, Remember, O Lord, the children of Edom in the day of Jerusalem, who said, Raise it, raise it, even to the foundation thereof. O daughter of Babylon, who art to be destroyed, happy shall he be that rewardeth thee as thou hast served us. In other words, repay them in the same way they have repaid us. In verse number nine, happy shall he be that taketh and dasheth thy little ones against the stones. Very, very difficult verse to absorb. But the Psalms are about releasing emotions. Letting it out in words is better than letting it out in violent actions. And the psalmist is describing the anger and the pain that is associated with captivity. God made us emotional beings, not designed to hold emotions in, but given to, giving, giving us an outlet to let them out. If you take stuff in and it just sits there, it will rot. And bitterness comes in. And envy comes in. And strife comes in. This is why Paul said in Ephesians, Be angry and sin not, and let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. How do I take the place or the control out of the hand of the devil? I release my emotions in prayer. I release my emotions in worship. Psalm 73 and verse number 21, Thus my heart was grieved, and I was pricked in my reins. So foolish was I and ignorant, and I was as a beast before thee. Things have changed. It's no longer songs on replay. But now it's a psalmist that has found himself writing mood songs. And he's lost his sense of direction. He's no longer the king of the jungle in which everything is under control. But everything now is out of control. He's lost his sense of direction and his position. He's displaced and he has lost his relationship with his surroundings. This is the kind of environment that we find ourselves at this moment, here, tonight, at this time. In 2020, 
You are not meant to stay in the place of displacement. You're not meant to only play mood songs. They have their place. They have their place. Many times you can listen to mood songs when you are in the mood. God's going to drop something in and drop something new on you. Things may have changed and now you find yourself in instability and it's mood songs, but God is coming and he's doing something. He's creating something. He is, he is working and you may not feel it, but know that God is. You may feel like I've been in this mood season for a long time. I want you to know that God has never intended for you or for us to stay in a season that is depressing and that is stressful and that is anxious. God's going to come through and he's going to come through with something new and he's going to come through with something different. I may have been moved off of what was comfortable and I may be in a season where it's uncomfortable but I know that God is at work and God's going to recreate something and there's a victory coming. There's a power coming. There's a new song that is coming and so he invites us to recognize and understand we won't always stay here in the mood song but he's creating a new song for us to sing hallelujah <laughs> praise God praise God praise God praise God praise God God's going to drop something new on you. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I can't go back and revive the old. It's already gone. It's already done. We're in a, a new season. I can't hit the replay on that. I'm in this season and it's a moody season. It's the mood songs. But God's got a surprise coming because he never intends to leave us. He always transitions us and moves us out of seasons. We're in a season, but what we should be praying for is that God, you take us out of this season that we're in and bring revival in a new season. And when we get to that season, it's going to be a new day. Praise God. God's going to give a gift to my surprise in the midst of my difficulty. God brings a gift to me. The songs of lament have their place and they are necessary, but they tend to be dark and they tend to be depressing. I'm preaching to you tonight. I am preaching to you what I feel in my spirit. God, give us a new song. Provide to us a new opportunity and let us sing a new song that takes us into a new season. The parable of the prodigal son illustrates all of the songs that we're talking about here tonight. The song's on replay. I'm in the Father's house. It's wonderful here. It's great here. There's prosperity here. My Father has created an environment where there is order and I'm comfortable and things are right and things are in place. There's songs on replay. But at some point in his life, the prodigal decided. Sometimes we make the decision and sometimes we're in things that we have no control over. But it's the same environment. He finds himself saying, I want to do my own thing. I want to take my inheritance, go my own way. I want to spend it as I see fit. I want to live out my life. I don't want any restrictions on my life. And he spends it in riotous living, the scripture says. 
He parties, he spends it. Friends are there until he spent everything and it's all gone. And he finds himself sitting at, on the hog pen's fence, looking at the experience of pigs. And all of a sudden, he transitions from the songs on replay when everything's in order to all of a sudden things being upside down. And now we've moved into that season of the moody blues, if you will, the mood songs in which he's examining everything in his life. And everything comes down to this, where there once was success and there was influence and people gravitated. Now here I am. I'm displaced I have nothing to offer. And the Bible says that he would have feigned to eat of the husk that he's feeding the pigs. He's in the pig pen. He's at the bottom. And all of a sudden, he recognizes in his own mind, you know what? Things are a whole lot better. Things are a whole lot better at my father's house. Even, here's where he says it. So you can't go back. You can't go back to the same uh, era and the same song. Even if he goes back, it's not going to be the same. But he thinks to himself, he says, in my moment of consideration, even as a servant, it's better in my father's house than to be here messing around with the pigs and, and dirty and all the circumstances in my life. I'm going to go back to my father's house. The scripture said as he's coming down the road the father sees him from afar off and comes running to him and embraces him and says kill the fatted calf. We're going to have a celebration. We're going to have a good time and they began to celebrate and the scripture is so very very powerful that is reiterated in Luke chapter 15 and verse number 7 likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over the ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. He found a new song in his father's house. Even as a servant, his father said, put the coat on him. Put the ring on him. He's back. I'm going to give to him a new song. And so God took him from the order that he was in through a transition of moody situations and lament into a new song and a new season in which there is celebration and there is joy. Amen. Sing a new song, new reality. I'm going to bring a new reality. I'm going to bring a new creation. I'm going to bring a new harmony. I've talked to people and they say, well, I can't get back to God because I'm working on some things and I've, I've made a mistake. I actually talked to someone that prayed right here not too long ago and he said, I've done some things in my life. I don't know if God will forgive me. Well, I'm telling you right here, you can't go back to the old order when things were in order. You prayed through right there. You prayed through right there. You can't get back to that day because you've transitioned to some other things. But I'm telling you in faith that God can take everything that you've gone through and that season and he can give you a new song and you can find another place in the house of God to say I received the Holy Ghost right there I went through a lot of things but right there God did something in my life and he rebirthed some new things in my life a new reality a new creation a new harmony a new reliability 
And this is why over and over the psalmist in Psalm 33 and verse number 3 said, Sing unto him a new song. Play skillfully with a loud noise. I'm coming out. I'm coming out of the moody tunes. And I'm stepping into the tunes of singing with a loud voice. Because God is doing a new thing in my life. Psalm 40 and verse number 3. And he hath put a new song in my mouth. Even praise unto our God, many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. God's going to put a testimony through the new song that I project in my praise and my worship. Psalm 96 and verse number one. Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. The earth needs to sing a new song. The earth needs to recognize there's a new song of redemption. The earth needs to recognize there's a new song of healing. Anybody hearing what I'm talking about here tonight? I feel the Holy Ghost right there. The earth needs to sing a new song of power and anointing. The song that you've been singing, it's an old song and it's an old tune. You need to start singing a new song of rejoicing and strength. Psalm 98, verse 1, O sing unto the Lord, for he hath done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. There's a new song coming in victory. There's marvelous things that are going to take place. Psalm 144, and verse number 9, I will sing a new song unto thee, O God, Upon the psaltery and an instrument of ten strings will I praise, sing praises unto thee. And the last one here tonight, Psalm 149 and verse number one. Praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song and his praise in the congregation of saints. There's only a few of us here in this congregation here tonight, you may be at home wherever you are. Going to sing a new song unto the Lord and praise in the congregation of the saints. I'm going to tell you right now, when we gather together and we have that celebration in the sanctuary, <laughs> there's going to be a power in this place that we have not felt because we're coming out of the songs on replay into the mood songs now God is creating and maneuvering us into singing a new song. The waters will not drown me. The pit cannot hold me. <laughs> the enemy is unnerved and shattered because God's putting something in my heart and life. And there is a hope that's rising up and a rejoicing that is rising up. And there is a new song that is fixing to come forth in my life. Praise God. As the musicians come tonight, I want you to know this emphatically. Emphatically, based everything that I've said has been built on Jesus himself acknowledging the prophets, the law of Moses, and the songs. And this is it. And that is, whether it's the replay songs, whether it's the mood songs, or whether it's the new songs, Jesus is in the middle of the songs. Jesus is in the middle of the songs. You know what's fascinating about this message here tonight is
when we were back on the replay songs and you would preach a message like this, you would know that in the audience there would be individuals that would be on replay. Things are going great in their life. At the same time, you know that you would be speaking to individuals that would be in the mood songs because they would be lamenting relationship struggles and financial struggles and difficulties, health struggles. And then at the same time, you would know that there would be people that God has redeemed them from some things in their life and they're on the new song. This is why it's so powerful when new converts worship and praise God because they're in that stage of the new song. And so when you preach something like this, typically when things are normal, you know you're reaching to a wide variety of circumstances. But I think all of us tonight find ourselves not on the replay songs, but we find ourselves in the mood songs and the laments of where we are. And I want you to know faith to build and I want your faith to be challenged tonight that God is a God that's creating a newness. There's, 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 ladies and gentlemen, there's a revival coming. I believe it. I believe it. There's a revival in my life that has, has already started because things are not the same. I, I can't go back to the old day. There may be things that I can appreciate, but I can't go back to the same time frame because I'm, I'm transitioned into something else and, and, and God's moving through a phase of life, and, but he's creating, he's going to reorient some things in my life and I can come out of this. I can come out of this better than where I was before I entered into this process. Why? Because God said, I am the one that fulfills the songs. Let me read to you in conclusion tonight, Luke 24 and 36. Jesus stood, he appears to them and he stands in the midst of them and he says, peace be unto you. They were terrified and affrighted and supposed that they had seen a spirit. And he said, why are you troubled and what thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet that it is I myself. Handle me and see for a spirit hath not flesh and bones as you see me have. And he showed them his hands and his feet. And they still couldn't believe that he was standing before them. And so he said, bring me something to eat so that they could actually see him consume the fish and the honeycomb. And he took it and he ate before them. And this is what he said to them. This is what we read as our text tonight. These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. He fulfills every song, every stage of life, every season that we're in. Then he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And he said unto them, thus it is written and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things and behold, I send the promise of my father upon you. But tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Jesus fulfills every song 
He fulfills every life transition that you are in. He is in the middle of everything. <laughs> Praise God. He's in the middle of every tune. He's in the middle of every psalm. He's in the middle of every song because he fulfills the song. His purpose of coming was a gift that I've got you covered in every season. Every season. I'm here with you in every movement of life. I'm, I'm with you in the good. We've had good times. I'm with you in the bad. There have been bad times. I'm with you in the disappointing times. I'm with you in the times of failure and the times of lament. But surprise, surprise, there's a gift that's waiting for you. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place tonight. Praise God, praise God. There's a gift that's waiting for you. What is it, Pastor? What is it? What is it? It's called a new song. Where God reorients everything. And though we can't go back, we've got a testimony that in the midst of every trial and every circumstance and every difficulty, that we're serving the same God that has all power in his hands. Hallelujah. I want you right where you are. I know this is probably weird and strange, but I believe God's going to work among us here tonight. Right in the house where you are, right where you're sitting. It doesn't matter whether you're sitting or standing. I want you to pray with me right now. God, I thank you and praise you. I want you to lift your voice just like you would be in the house of God and you would be in the pit. You'd be in the well. You'd be gathering around. You'd be walking out of You'd be stepping out of a pew right now. You'd be making your way down to the area we call the well. You'd be moving in there and you'd be feeling God's anointing and God's power and God's ability. And no matter what situation you are in in life, even the current one that we're in, you'd be able to lift your hands. You'd be able to lift your hands and you'd be able to express your faith and you'd be able to say God you're a God that walks with me <laughs> you're faithful and you have fulfilled every song and every every circumstance and phase in my life praise God as they continue to sing let the anointing of God and the hand of God and the ability of God touch you Praise God, we're in a weird season. Praise God, but there's a God that knows how to.